0: up with tax, don't know what to do. The Bryson's are here for you. We know every tip and trick. Serious tax talk with us. And welcome to another installment of Talking Tax. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, and it's great to have you with us. Great to have you aboard here the show. We've got Carrie and Angie Bryson standing by. They'll be joining me momentarily. But look, first and foremost, we want to welcome you. And thank you, of course, for finding your way back here to the show. Whether that be checking us out on a podcasting platform after the fact. Or hey, if you are joining us live here on the Facebook live stream, we, of course... Love to have you with us and feel free to leave a comment or a question below as we dive into today's topic, topic of the day. We're really going to be discussing uh, the fact that a September being national preparedness month, we're going to dive into some you know, preparation strategies that can be taken on the tax side of things when, you know certain things are coming your way like a natural disaster. And given that same conversation from that same vein, we're gonna to talk to the Brysons about just how Hurricane Ida has not only impacted the tax world as a whole throughout the state of Louisiana, I should say tax world, rather tax state of Louisiana, but also um, you know, just, just how it's really impacted the greater Louisiana community as a whole. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring the Brysons on to get today's conversation started. Carrie, Angie, great to see you, how you doing? Great, thanks, good morning.
1: Good morning, doing well.
0: So, guys, obviously Hurricane Ida rolled through recently. Uh, you know, devastating. You know, a little. We were just talking before the show here, and, and it devastated kind of the area a little east of you guys, where you're currently located. But would you kind of just give me a high level overview on just what you've seen personally, also professionally, even of of just the fallout really of Hurricane Ida as a whole recently?
2: Well, I mean, you know, we we were very blessed. Um, we we dodged a bullet, and you know, for, unfortunately for a lot of people in the state, um, they haven't, and there, there are still places that we know of personally that don't have power, um, and the, the people are not able to get, to get really back to work or back in their homes. Um, actually, Carrie's roommate from law school is a, um, he is still displaced, and his office was basically destroyed. So, um, you know, we had several employees who, who were, who live in Baton Rouge and or- the New Orleans area, who who were affected directly roof leaks. Um, you know, no, no internet still. Um, and just, you know, lots of, they had to evacuate and spend a lot of time away from, from their homes, you know, but I, I will say I have to give them kudos because they worked through it all. Uh, and they've been serving our clients well, um, in spite of some obstacles. So I do have to give them a, a big, a big applaud and some cheers.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Louisiana, so, you know, I think our people are very resilient yeah. in that nature. We've been through hurricanes before, and we kind of, unfortunately, kind of seem to know how to how to get through this uh, in a in a timely fashion. Uh, the issue, I think, is power. You know, once the power gets back on, I think people come back to life. Air conditioners start running again, and uh, you know, and people could get back to work. And, and mm-hmm. that's what everybody wants. They just want to get back to work, get back to their life. Um, sure. So we clean it up and move on. You know, unfortunately, the the Uh, I was speaking to uh, uh, some insurance adjuster the other day, and he said he thinks from what he's seeing and hearing that this loss will be of the Hurricane Sandy type loss. It'll be one of the big ones. So it it was bad. I mean, we had some, you know, areas of the state are pretty devastated, I'll tell you, you know, um, just east of us too. It's amazing how it just draws a line. You just go 20, 30 miles and a little bit further south and it's complete, it looks, you know, it's a complete destruction.
0: Wow. Well, well, I mean, hey, obviously, condolences out to everybody in the Louisiana area, and especially those that are joining us here, you know, live on the show today that are hearing this. I mean, yes, Louisiana being a resilient state, this is not the first time by any means, uh, you know, that you've you know had to deal with a natural or a, a, a natural disaster of this of this caliber. But, you know, guys, as I, were, I was kind of preparing for today's show, I was just thinking about just the personal element of this. Obviously, yes, you're, I mean, your home could be decimated. Your life is uprooted for a time. And then there's a massive challenge to, to kind of reconsider and, and, and to tackle, really, in getting your life back in order, whether that be your house, your personal possessions, your job, all the things, right? So- or- the last thing that you are typically thinking about is taxes during during this time, right? You're not thinking about the repercussions of a natural disaster when it comes to the IRS, but the, you know, the reality of the situation is it does exist. This is a factor in this whole messy equation. So that being said, I think a good place for us to maybe start would be why don't, why don't you talk to me a little bit about just some disaster options that might exist with the IRS and why those options even exist in the first place.
1: Well, I mean, you know, in every disaster, the IRS uh, will respond Uh, once once the it's it's all uh, the timing of it is all with the president declaring the area uh, a a natural disaster. And once that happens, that enables the IRS to then follow suit and declare uh, and to enact some tax tax relief provisions. And they've done so. uh, So if, if you're listening in Louisiana, you should know that in August at the end of August 31st, I think it was the IRS issued. Finally, their, uh, their declaration that the uh, the big one is the extension of all the filing deadlines because we have a bunch of filing deadlines for businesses coming up in September, for the, of course, the individual, just the individual income tax extension, every, you know, it was, ex- so if you extended your, your return to the October 15th deadline, you automatically get uh, an extension to January 3rd of 2022. But the trick there is, is you had to have that extension. If you didn't file the extension and you weren't on uh, properly on an extended time, then that's not gonna apply to you. You're not gonna be able to go back and grab it now because of the hurricane. But, uh, but pretty much all the deadlines of things that were coming up uh, will be extended. And uh, usually what happens is the penalties are abated as well mm-hmm. uh, for period, for people not making their payments on taxes that were due during this time period, they'll abate the penalties. Uh, it's usually done by the computer uh, it's supposed to be done by the computer uh, automatically, but the computer's not hundred percent perfect. Uh, and it's something that's really should be really simple to fix if you notice that you have a penalty that was that was a, uh, uh, that was assigned to you for that time period. It's a really, I would say a simple phone call, but as we all know, when you call the IRS, you sit on hold for two hours and then it should be a simple phone call uh, to get it abated because its, it's uh, it just means the computer made a little glitch. but um, yeah. is there anything else I missed? I cover
2: uh, No, I, I would say though if you have not filed an extension and uh, you are affected and technically the, the, this this IRS extension would would give someone time you know until January to file a return. If you did not file ex- an extension, I would still um, and you are penalized. I would' in, I would definitely file by January 3rd. And then I would actually request abatement of, of any late filing penalty um, based on your return. I, I think they're going to give a little leeway based on the disaster declaration for late filing penalties. Yeah. Um, uh, so
1: Another little trick I guess I'll mention, and I don't know how much we hey. want to dive into this, uh, but uh, uh, because a lot of people will need money. They'll need cash. Uh, mm-hmm. at this time to rebuild, to buy clothes that were destroyed.
2: Hotel rooms, You know, yeah.
1: house that, fix the house that was destroyed, replace whatever was destroyed. And a lot of times their insurance companies are just, un, you know, just because of the sheer volume of claims, can't move as fast enough. There are uh, provisions set up at the IRS where they will grant uh, immediate refunds for disaster losses coming from these federally declared areas, emergency areas. So if a taxpayer is in a dire straight of cash. One thing they may be able to do is is go back and you actually can carry that back a year. So you would go back, amend your return for last year, claim the loss, which would then generate you a refund, and they would issue that very quickly. So that system is kind of in place. Uh, It is somewhat tricky because you got to amend a return and kind of do things like that. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. But if certainly if somebody's in, in in dire straits and needs some immediate cash and they just don't have any other sources to go to, there's certainly something to look at because you know, the risk of, you know, at that point, who cares about the risk of audit? If you're gonna go back and amend, I mean, that, that, you know, all you're worried about is getting your immediate refund. So uh, I'll throw that out there because that's certainly something that's always included in these uh, IRS disaster declarations.
0: So guys, uh, one of the big things that happens anytime you know, a uh, natural disaster rolls through as we start hearing the word FEMA pop up a lot, you know, FEMA in their work with natural disasters. So walk us through the FEMA disaster grants as well as the FEMA disaster loans that exist for people that have suffered a type of natural disaster like Hurricane Ida. And walk us through the ins and outs of this.
2: So the grants are not included in your taxable income. Um, and a grant is exactly what what it's, what it's you, you would think it would be. A grant is um, FEMA is going to give you money and you don't have to pay it back. Um, you know, there are some qualifier provisions for those FEMA grants. And so, you know, I would certainly apply if, if you need the money. Um, but know that they're not just, I don't, i in my experience, they have not been automatically granted to every single person who applies. Um, and, you know, it's a government agency. So uh, you're going to have some red tape to navigate through, and um, I would not, just instantly rely on a FEMA grant, um, but the, the the upside is if you if you are granted a grant, um, it's not taxable income on this return on your return, and um, you don't have to pay it back typically. So, that, there's a win there. It is a windfall because it's designed to to, to give people a lift up. So, um, and then the, the loans are a different animal. I mean, I'll let Carrie tackle the loan the loan part. But th- there's a lot of um, misconception with, with grants versus loans in my prior experience with, you know, previous hurricanes and how, how people, uh, handle those. Yeah. Uh,
1: I want to go back cause I, 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 don't know if I said it. I want to, I probably should have before we talk about the loans. Um, the, the, the disaster area was the entire state of Louisiana. Uh, it was not just the, the, um, the immediate area that was really sure. destroyed. Yeah. It is the entire state of Louisiana. So even the people in North Louisiana uh, who, who received a lot of rain uh, and flooding, but, uh, but they are also included. So you don't have to have a loss or you know, have been hit directly by the hurricane. And it actually uh, includes, uh, I guess it'd be counties outside of Louisiana, but it includes counties on the bordering. So you have to really kind of look at it and see. And it applies to everybody who not only lives here, but also if you work here. Uh, also, if you have papers stored here and things like that, so the, 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 it's not just for the people who live here. The, the, these tax relief provisions provided by the IRS are are, are very broad, uh, and uh, you know, and frankly, something that you know we have to be aware of as tax practitioners uh, with people when we're trying to resolve people's tax liabilities, because there's certain provisions that we could use to their advantage, and we do all the time. I mean, uh, you know, we we. I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but we were in practice during Hurricane Katrina doing this, and you know we still have cases where we're using the Hurricane Katrina provisions in certain tax relief mechanisms. So, so uh, I, I probably needed to say that. I wanted to make sure that the people of Louisiana knew that it's everyone in Louisiana, not just the people in Terrebonne Parish or Orleans Parish that were more directly hit. Uh, it's it's everyone. And uh, so anyway. Uh, the loans i mean angie kind of covered it really with that Mm -hmm. it's just kind of simple it is a loan it's a loan from any federal federal bureaucratic agency it's a it's an absolute nightmare to get uh and but yeah it is if you need it it's there those are certainly there i don't think they've really started handing out the loans yet those the grants kind of go first um but you know there'll be a process set up for all that i mean we're still like i said we still we don't even have power yet in some of these areas So I don't know what good a a loan or a grant would even do for somebody without power, other than you know, because you got to wait for the utility companies to get all the power lines back up before you can uh, do that. It's not like something you can go buy. I guess you can buy a generator, but they wouldn't even be able to install it because you got to have all the other stuff. So, well, the Um, the
2: SBA loans are the the ones that people are talking about quite a bit, you know. So, um, but those are treated like loans. It's not. There's nothing unique about. I mean, it's unique in the sense that it, it helps you get back on your feet and the interest rate is low and those sorts of things. But from a taxability standpoint, it's treated yeah. as a loan.
0: So. Got it. Got it. And and one thing that's worth uh, one thing that's worth kind of diving into here on the show is, is ultimately just like the, the, you know, the FAQs those frequently asked questions that you guys get hit when a natural disaster like hurricane Ida befalls upon, upon the area. So what have your phone lines been like guys? What, what have the, the regular conversations with clients these last few weeks been as I guess I should say even prior to Ida and then throughout the duration of it. And then now the aftermath, what, what are the kind of questions and conversations that you've been having with clients on a regular basis? What do they look like?
2: I mean, you know, the typical, uh, typical one is I, I, I don't have my records. I can't get to my records paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were destroyed. They're they're damaged. I have partial records. Um, what do I do? And that's not necessarily a question we're getting. I would say today, um, we, we may have had, you know, but but what's coming? I, I we anticipate mostly is that that circumstance. I can't file my tax return by January third or at all, um, because even from a business standpoint, payroll tax returns and whatnot, um, because my records are gone. I mean, there are a lot of people out there, and, and it's, it's really not a knock on anybody, but who still have strictly paper records. Um, and one of the, 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 you know, in the in the PowerPoint we put together, you know, one of the recommendations is now to, hey, why don't you think about digitizing your records? Um, but in a situation where someone's records have been destroyed, and, and Katrina taught us a lot of good lessons on how to yeah. handle those. Mm-hmm. Um there are some strategies we we can put in place to to assist and to help you. um, And, and, and using that as, I don't want to say an excuse, but a reason not to file uh, will only prolong the pain, honestly, because, you know, forensically, there are some things we can do. And I'll let Kerry talk about those. Um,
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, as far as getting, you know, getting ready. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hindsight everybody right now who just went through the storm and kind of, you know, but, yeah, you know, making copies of, of your financial documents and putting them on a USB. So, anyway, it's just basically securing those documents and making sure they're in a safe, waterproof area. And, you know, there's all kind of little tricks of 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 taking photos of everything you have. It's kind of just similar to you would with an insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, like your homeowner's insurance, they tell you the same thing, take pictures of everything. It's the same with the IRS. You kind of want to take pictures of your stuff, make sure they're in a different location, um, and, and things like that. Kind of. Anything else you want to
2: add? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the forensic things that it will be if all of your records are destroyed or even part of them. Um, so you got to get a little creative um, and create a. Are uh,
0: you there? We got you back? Yep, we are back. Sorry about that technical difficulty there to our audience, but we are in fact back. So if anything, this is a little bit of a testament to the, just the, the, the hurricanes, you know, impact on the towers and Wi-Fi systems throughout the area. So, um, we're, we're living it now, but, uh, continue, please. Angie. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure where it cut me off, but you can recreate your records. Uh, if you get creative, essentially, you would go to the bank and get, you know, copies of the bank statements. Then you can, um, you know, track your expenses and costs that way. You would get your, a list of, um, Money that you spend if you're a business from with your vendors. So if you spend a lot of money, um, I don't know, at the office supply store, for example, you would ask them, "Do you have my records?" Um, and so, basically, you would chase down everything you can and and put together a tax return based on that information that is in good faith. Um, you'd use the IRS's reporting system to assist the wage and income reporting system, and then um, create a return and and We've done that hundreds of times for clients who have lost, you know, in a fire, a hurricane, any disaster you can think of. So um, don't get paralyzed by the lack of, of records.
0: Yeah. Sure, sure. I, and that, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gary. I didn't want to cut you off.
1: I was probably just saying the same thing. But that's really two things about that. You know, don't get paralyzed. There's so many ways to recreate uh, these documents. You've just got to stop. Sure. And relax, and and get through it. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is, one of the tax relief provisions the IRS does not give uh, is the burden of proof switching to the IRS to prove anything. So the burden of proof always remains with the taxpayer to prove. Uh, even in so, even in the case of a federal disaster like this, it's been declared. I lost everything. The IRS still, if something were to come up, would require you uh, to have to prove you know, whatever it is you need to prove for whatever relief you're trying to get. So, um, so, you know, but there are a lot of ways with that being said, now what Angie said, there's a lot of ways to go back and get your documents because most of your vendors today are going to be electronic and you can always go back, your bank statements are electronic now. So a lot of the vendors and people dealing with, it's kind of a digital age, I guess. And sure. so there's ways to get the, the to get most of the information uh, necessary to, to to do what you need to do.
0: Well, it's good to know that there are options available for individuals that might not have been as prepared on the front end of this. And Carrie, and, uh, you made a good point. Hindsight's 2020. 20. Of course, we're having this conversation after the fact. And it leads me into my next topic really is the fact that September as a whole is National Preparedness Month, which go figure great timing, September. Um, but but I, I do want to get into this idea of being prepared because, you know, like we had said once before, I mean, there, hurricanes have rolled through the Louisiana area before. Uh, you know, the, the people of the area have really endured that, weathered the storm metaphorically and physically, and then gone through the rebuilding process to get their lives back in order. So it will never hurt to be overly prepared in situations like these because it's bound to happen again. At some point, history will repeat itself in some way, shape or form. So that being said, guys, with it being, you know, national preparedness month, what are some strategies that we can, you know, offer for people being prepared, staying ahead of the curve? Should we know, you know, another strategy is going to befall us like this?
2: Uh, You know, there's so many things that that come to mind. Um, I, I think the biggest recommendation, and Carrie already he already touched on it, um, would be to create a plan of action now, um, and and don't wait until jane don't wait until tomorrow essentially to start your plan like the beginning of the year or whatever. Um, and I would say begin digitizing your records.
1: Yeah, I would try to be paperless. I, I really I would. would. I, would I mean, I
2: know paperless. that's kind of scary to a lot of people, and you know, we went paperless in our lives about God. 20, some, almost 20 years ago. Um, and it was really scary for, for us because we are that, you know, we studied in law school with books and paper. There were no computers when yeah. when we we were joking earlier today, you know, like I had to loan carry a pen. I was like, man, I feel like I'm back in law school again. Um, <laughs> but I mean, in truth, in, it, that would be the most um, conservative way to, to run your business and, and your life. And I it doesn't
1: say. mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be
2: Cloud uh, based or cloud based yeah. or
1: really in the inter- you know it just means basically taking your documents, putting it and just saving them on a separate USB drive. You know, and a, and grab it's, and go. It's so, yeah. there's, there's so you know, they hold so much data now. You can put your entire company and probably well, on one USB a laptop, drive for that matter. Yeah,
2: and yeah. Then,
1: and put that USB drive in you know or two or three in two different two or three different spots or something like that if you have to. Uh, there's ways to go paperless without really you know, if, if, if someone's doesn't want to be in the cloud or doesn't want to do this for all, for whatever reasons that they have, you know, there's ways to go paperless without, you know, getting that. um,
2: Right. I mean, you know, the other thing is I would check my insurance, you know, so if you're running a business and you have um, policies in place, which um, what everybody's got to have some sort of insurance, right. Um, Do you have business interruption coverage to, yeah. to 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 manage your business, um, if you do get, you know, in a situation where you can't operate, uh, that might be an investment you want to make, and and to visit with someone. It's not really tax related, but, it, you know, in in one sense it it is because it gives you an income source to 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 live on and and run your business on uh, your life on while things get spun up again um so it it could affect your cash flow later and your tax all of your tax bills as well um uh, but just in general mm-hmm. you know, having the right insurance in place um w- would be probably a, a good recommendation
0: Gotcha and I've got a quick question here about uh, you know employer fiduciary bonds in our presentation you know r- surrounding uh September being national preparedness month what is something employers can be doing then if on, on that end the business side of things when preparing for a disaster like this
1: well, well, I think, you know, like in that case, making sure if you accept credit cards and your your payment processor, because let's say the, the person that's running or that you, that your third party processor is located in New Orleans, Louisiana, right? Well, if the hurricane comes and I mean, like right now in Terrebonne Parish, there was two or three large hospitals, so to say, and all three hospitals were damaged to the point that they're inoperable. So there's no hospitals, and you know, I mean, just the largest city in the, in Terrebonne Parish is Houma, probably has eighty, ninety thousand people, and, and the whole parish is probably one hundred fifty thousand people, and there's no hospital to serve all these people. So they have to, you know, and and it would be the same for like a a processor make sure they have a bond because if 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 you're if I'm in Lafayette, and my business is still operating, but there it's a company in New Orleans that gets hit and shuts down, then. I'm, you know, my stuff is not, so my company's now impacted and I really wasn't impacted by the storm directly, but indirectly I'm impacted. Sure. So there's, you know, that's why you want to make sure some of the people you deal with that they're in those areas, maybe they have bonds that, that help you out because your insurance company may not, may not accept that indirect uh, responsibility. So it's just, and it's the most important thing is addressing them now, thinking about them, which, you know, which is hard to do because we all have businesses to run and we're trying to do, Absolutely. Right. but yeah. if you stop and think about it now, you know, maybe address some of these questions, so when it does happen, you're prepared. It's kind of really the point. just kind of think about it now, and that that's what the IRS. I mean, I, I, you know you alluded to it. You know, this is September in the IRS world is is preparedness month. You know, and they encourage everybody to get prepared for whatever happens. You know, of course, you know they didn't have the foresight to think the hurricane Ida was going to hit. You know, this right thing, before. but it did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there is actually I will tell you on the IRS.gov there is an IRS loss workbook.
0: Yes. Uh, that okay. it's
1: kind of like, it's kind of like with your homeowner's insurance. Uh, they would ask you, you download the workbook and you kind of complete this workbook before, you know, while you're not under the th- threat of storms and things like that, but you go and you prepare the workbook and it helps you prepare your business, personal and you know, business life, uh, in case a that natural disaster would hit. But it's very similar to, like I said, the insurance, you take pictures of your valuables, you document everything, you go paperless, you have offsite backups for stuff. You know, on USBs or in the cloud, or however you choose to do to do that. Or so, you
2: know, I mean, grab your, grab your server if you're on site. You know, with an on-site server, just grab it and go. You know, unplug it yeah. and ro-
1: and roll. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've had my server, done that before. I've had my server in my vehicle for for three days before. So yes, <laughs> uh, it's. Cool. Uh,
0: well, well, guys, I want to get into kind of the losses themselves. Obviously, people have property losses. They go through the, the damage to their their home, personal property, whatever. Could you walk me through the different like classifications of these losses? I believe there's three, but walk me through what they are, how they're classified, and really just how they operate as a whole.
2: Well, I mean, you know, your your losses are are, are defined typically. You know, from the way that I kind of look at it is base is depending on Uh, what property you're, the type of property you're, you're looking, you're looking at, you know, is it a movable property? Is your, your home? Is it, um, is it your business? Is it, um, and so the way that those get categorized uh, affects how they are claimed on your return. Basically Uh, the formula is not, it's fluid right right now. It's always ever changing how to claim a casualty loss. And there's
1: we're going to leave that to the CPA. There are
2: some things going on in Congress right now uh, that may actually be <laughs> beneficial to, to the yeah. Ida, Ida you know, hurricane. Sure. Topic. Well, I mean,
1: the individuals, that they, they have a federal casualty loss, which goes to the individuals. Okay, right. so it's the individual personal loss that they would get to claim on, on, uh, you know, this, this year's return. Right. Or like I said, they can go back and amend sometimes on some other. Then there's just disaster losses, which um, – Go for business or personal, uh, and they can do the thing. And then there's the, the qualified disaster loss, and that qualified loss requires you. And then they all come up. Uh, but like you know, I, and like I said, I was kind of joking, but I'm really uh, serious. You know, you would certainly want, you know, in the your your qualified tax preparer, CPA, well, whoever it is that's doing you, to really address that. Uh, it's not something that you want to do on your own return. Uh, it is extremely complicated there's a formula there you got to figure things out and it's then a special it's, it's schedule. not unfortunately it can't be as simple as dollar for dollar I lost you know twenty thousand dollars in this no. I get it it's not even close to that so you want you want some help with that but everybody does have a loss and there's a lot of catch-all provisions related to your income and they phase out and things like that so if you're you know uh, a lot of times you think you have a loss and we've had cases like that before people think they have this loss and they claimed it and the IRS denied it. And then they come to me and I'm sitting there. And by the time we look it up and research it, I'm like, well, the IRS was right. They re- you really didn't qualify because of this or this or this, and yeah. you know, people can't when believe it. Well, I mean, cause mind. a lot of people are in the, the, the mistaken belief that it's dollar for dollar. I'll, my house was worth $450,000. I get a $450,000 claim but then insurance paid this and you got to subtract that. And then this, and so it's really what your loss is to you. If you, you kind of, to look at it a uh, 30,000 foot level, it's not a dollar for dollar loss. It's you know typically right. yeah, so it's it's it is a little difficult to I, I don't recommend anybody trying to calculate that on their own.
2: I think that's the biggest takeaway that that I would um, recommend for someone. you know there's a schedule a, a schedule a typically has to be added to your return to claim the losses and it it and it's it is a fluid there's some fluidity to it um, based on circumstances that that you're in. um and so, I would get some help in, in, in claiming those losses, uh, unless you're just ready to take the risk of, of being,
0: uh, yeah, sure. Off. Later. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's a, it's a tough process to begin yeah, and it. on your own. And we kind of talk about that a lot on this show, guys. It's that idea of just having somebody in your court, somebody who's walked this walk before, uh, just to kind of hold your hand throughout the process and make sure that, you know, you do get, the best value on the back end of it. That's really the important thing. So guys, we've covered a lot. We've covered, you know, the preparedness side of things, the various tax relief options that do exist currently for those that have dealt with the fallout of IDA. And then of course now, you know, we've talked about just the losses themselves and just other, you know, really just the ins and outs of this process as a whole to kind of bring our conversation to a head. I'd love it if you could, if you guys could just, and I'd love an answer from both of you really is just to bottom line it for our audience today as to, you know, Hey, this is tough. It's a tough time that we're all going through, but there are options available. What is one thing you would leave our audience with today? I guess that's how I should probably frame the question for you.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Ryan captured, you know, sort of what, what I would tell people who, who are struggling right now. Um, just take a breath, you know, get, get back on your feet, um, but don't don't delay uh, too long in starting in getting things together and assembled because January will be here quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and assuming you you can take advantage of that extension, you're gonna need it I would recommend that you try to meet that deadline um, because you it's just kicking the can down the road if you if you don't and it's just gonna gonna linger and, and, and make you more worried about something that you can check off your list. If your return is not perfect, that's okay. Uh, you can always amend it, but at least you've taken that off of your plate and you're on your worry but in your worry list, you can remove it. Um, and if you can't pay, uh, then that's a different issue. Uh, but you know that's something you can also we, there are options for that that you know we've discussed in prior yeah. episodes.
1: So. I mean I, I would probably say first of all, um, you know, relax. A breath you know take a breath. <laughs> take care of your take care of yourself of course first your family. take care of your property. you know there's professionals see the CPAs in Louisiana, you know the tax the tax lawyers like myself, we've all been through this we've had this is not the first hurricane it's not the first you know uh, federally declared disaster area. We've all sure. been through this we know the rules we know the tricks we just just relax take care of yourself first. it's we all this will be t- handled uh, in due time. Uh, you know, and for people who, you know, oh, I mean, the IRS is not going to come, you know, levy somebody that's just went through a hurricane. Uh, you know, as bad and as mean as they are, if they do, they would, they would quickly do it. But, I mean, they're not going to do that. Uh, they're human. Not yet. You know, not yet. They're human. It is going to come. And right before the hurricane, they were, uh, you know, they were coming back in full force. Uh, and we were seeing it as our practice. You know, we, we could tell. they were They were getting... Getting very aggressive and getting back, and now they've they've kind of taken at least the 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 human the collectors the tax collectors have kind of taken a break. The computer still seems to be going pretty good, right? Uh, but uh, I think it always rolls, so I think it's running the whole time. But anyway, I, and I would tell them, you know it, there is hope. You know, Louisiana is going to build back. We're going to come back from this. We've done this before, and you know what? We're going to do it again. Um, it's it's you know it's just part of the you know it's it's what we do. We live in a great state. It's a beautiful state. It has a lot to offer, but you know you're going to get hit by a hurricane when you live in Louisiana. So you know you got to take the good with the bad. And and you know, so so I would tell them, just relax. Uh, you know, as far as this tax stuff is worried, I wouldn't worry about that right now. I don't think it's time to worry about your taxes. Uh, but certainly, if you have questions, and you know, seek a seek a professional. All the CPAs. are you know, ready? They're ready they've been through this before they know how to you know they know how that the returns are automatically extended They, they know how to claim the casual losses they've been we've they've been through this you know uh we certainly know how to resolve cases when somebody does have a liability there we know how to use the the penalty provisions to the to the you know so so all that will be taken care of in due course it's a little premature right now i would be more worried about you know property family you know, live property. I think the live stuff's kind of kind of over now. Although, you know, the poor people in Terrebonne Parish, like I said, don't even they don't even a hospital open yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know we need to get all that back online. I mean, that parish needs to get back up and get running, and and the other parishes that were hit. It's more than just Terrebonne. There was a lot of parishes, a lot of people suffered in this storm. You know, so let let's take care of that first, and then we'll we'll take care of taxes after all that. Uh, you know, and then in, in due course.
0: Fair enough. I appreciate you saying that, Carrie. And, and if there was one takeaway from my end of the of the conversation today, it's it's sure once once you know the the folks in Louisiana are able to put their lives back together in one way or another. Then okay, let's talk about preparedness. Let's make sure that next time around that we're not we're not dealing with the uh the relief options that we may not have even had to access if we stayed prepared on 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 the front end. So you've got the preparation side of it, and then you've got the relief options that do exist on the backside should you know you you go through the worst of it really. So, guys, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate just kind of getting your insight into this, you know, your professional experiences in dealing with this type of thing. And then also just kind of, hey, getting your your raw take on it as, you know, Louise. Louisiana, you know, as Louisiana residents. So thank you so much for your time. Appreciate the episode today. Thank, thank you. you, Ryan. You have a great day. <laughs> and look, we want to take one final moment to thank you, our audience, for joining us here on the show, whether that be, you know, on a podcasting platform or live with us on Facebook today. Either way, we appreciate you being here for the conversation today. There are tax relief options that exist. And then, of course, there's some great strategies to be taken on the front end whenever this, you know, whole hurricane thing may roll back around in a year. To. So for, you know, Carrie and Angie Bryson, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. And we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of Talking Tax.